Come in. Ah, Gareth, welcome to the FIA. How can we help you today? Well, I was just wondering if it was okay to update my podcast for 2015. What? No, update? Certainly not. The FIA cannot tolerate this kind of progress at all. But Gareth Jones on Speedlisters can't just listen to the same stuff as last year. Wait, forgive me. You are Gareth Jones? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were Gareth Honda. In that case, yes, Mr. Jones, please update away. In fact, cue the theme tune. Hello and welcome to the new age of Gareth Jones on Speed Season 11. Joining me as per the previous 10 years of this programme, Zog. Hello. Happy New Year. Oh, thank you very much, Zog. And Richard. Hello. Happy New Year to you as well. Did you have good festivities, boys? Yeah, pretty good. You know, I've got a quietly festive, not uproarious, but yeah. Did you drive much over the period? Little bit. I've only just completed my rather longer than I'd intended program of fixing stuff you know, about half of which wouldn't have been necessary if I'd done the other half properly but there we go you know so I was slightly hampered from cruising the streets of London by having bits apart I noticed Richard that London empties at Christmas yeah. and it's about the only time you can drive anywhere in 20 minutes in London I love driving around London did you do much over Christmas and New Year? I didn't Christmas day I drove up to see family and apart from that but the London thing because I was discussing this with my wife and she said well yeah of course it's empty everybody goes away London is a transient place everyone's mm-hmm. from somewhere else I am. It's like she lived in Los Angeles for a long time and she said LA is the same. LA is deserted over Christmas because so many people aren't from there. Mm. And I said, but there are a lot of people. I used to spend, when I moved to London, I always thought that nobody was from London. But I now know quite a few people who are. I'm from London. Exactly. Yeah, well, there I we know. go. You're one of them. I, I yeah. think I know sort of a good sort of half dozen people who were born and bred in London. So people are from London. Yeah. It does you know, happen. Your children are born in London. My, are, my son yeah. was born in London. So they yeah. will go through life yeah. going, yeah. we're from London. Yeah. It's not like everybody comes from outside and just sort of borrows a spot here. But it, yes, yeah. it gets very quiet. I don't think, and I'd be interested if you're in Birmingham or Manchester or Bristol or something, whether they get as quiet. I think it is a bit of a London. Where thing. does everybody go? I don't Where know. Do, they go? <laughs> do you think like Ipswich is absolutely rammed with all these? <laughs> people from Ipswich who've moved away and pockets of Leicestershire yeah it must be or the countryside it's just that you know previously tranquil bits of <laughs> distant lands in Lincolnshire all these massive traffic jams <laughs> full of London registered cars oh they're back again you b- country folk all over the place are opening their windows of a morning where did they come from so anyway I was going to say just because of this thing London streets being quiet I was driving around London in our little Fiat 500 twin air which I haven't been driving very much recently and I'd forgotten that it's quite an amusing little thing and particularly when the traffic is light and you can sort of zoom around like an Italian and I think I've said on the show before that car does 39 miles to the gallon however you drive it however you drive (laughs) it really the other day I reset the computers I do every so often being quite boring just to see what the computer thought it was doing and for a brief period of clogging it it was doing like 22 miles to the gallon I was like I'm glad petrol's cheap at the moment because that's ridiculous but then kept clogging it it zoomed up to like 45 and I was like that's Hmm. so it's actually the secret that I need to be more aggressive with this car maybe it's entirely tuned to be driven as if you are an Italian and you're in Turin and you're late for something I don't know but I'm going to continue the research or maybe the display of your MPG mm. isn't entirely reliable. Oh, just well, have to that well. yeah, yeah. Here's the test. Do you know what the 39 thing is, I think, because it takes an average and it just levels out after a while. I think the economy's all over the shop, is the truth. And eventually, 39 is the 
I always get these mixed up. Medium mode. I can't remember. That would be the medium. No, well, it would be some kind of average, but I'm not sure whether actually you'd really want to use any one of those three phrases because an average like that is kind of a rolling average. It's going to be a rolling average that's taking account of whatever it is, the last 200 miles of driving or the yeah. last yeah. day, however yeah. many hours, or whatever it is, or maybe even just the last 10 minutes, I don't know. Mode would actually be correctly applied to that kind of averaging. So I'm saying just I don't it up know. as it goes along. That's fair enough. I don't know either. It's not that interesting. Yeah. I, I wish I hadn't brought it up oh, now. No, but no. anyway, also the other theory is the car's not got many miles on it for its age. It's got like 15,000 miles on it. But I'm thinking maybe also it's actually just sort of run in now. Yeah. I Modern reckon... engines take a while to loosen up. The guy at Suzuki told me they reckon 10,000 miles before their engines were really giving full oomph. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Which is funny. Very tight tolerances. You know, we don't say run your engines in anymore. You don't, do you? Yeah. You don't run engine in? I asked someone, I asked someone about that <laughs> at a car company ages ago. I can't remember what car it was and I said, does it need running in? And he went, what? No. Hang on, maybe no. we ought to just remember the age of the people who listen to this programme. By the way, if you are younger than us, and I would imagine most of you are younger than me anyway, running in is what you used to do, even the 70s, perhaps even the 80s. You're given a car, they say, well, for the first 6,000 miles, don't go beyond 55. Really? That was it, wasn't well, it? Well, yeah, was I think it was advice. just Don't labour yeah, the engine, yeah, don't yeah, use too many yeah. revs. I think, I don't think I ever saw this, but I'm sure my dad told me that sort of in the 50s and 60s, you'd actually see cars with a running-in sign That's in the back right. window yes, to yes. alert people to the fact you weren't yeah. going to be moving quickly Please or doing pass. any rapid acceleration. Please pass running in. Don't, I remember. don't honk at me for going slowly. Yes. I'm taking it easy. It's quite strange, yeah. though. It is. I mean, these are the wonders of modern technology. Tolerances on engines are so fine now, and it's all set up to work from the off, that you don't need to do that anymore. Imagine running in your washing machine or your microwave <laughs> or something. Don't cook anything too hot for a bit. <laughs> I had an interesting chat with somebody recently where we were talking about tolerances in engines, and if you've got some kind of mechanical sense, an older design of engine, has stuff in it that you can work out why it's broken or not mm. doing what it should. And yes. you, can, you, know, you can straightforward you can engineering, fix yeah. an awful lot more easily than you can <clears throat> a modern engine with not just its tighter tolerances, but a lot more computer control. You know, there's a lot more sensing of what's happening here, and we don't always think about this, but a lot of it actually has to do with kind of efficiency and running an engine as efficiently as you can. Mm. And in order to run it as efficiently as you can, things have to be done within a narrower kind mm. of ban. If you want to get this thing to run as efficiently as possible, you can't have your sort of tolerances all yeah. the way down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But those tolerances all the way down the line Create make it a bit easier for you or I to bodge this thing. Uh, have I told yeah. you the story about the Range Rover factory and tolerances? That no. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know whether I've mentioned this before, but you remember the original Range Rover, the classic as it became yeah. known? Yeah. Later in its life, they put in the dashboard from the contemporary Discovery, and they're known as the Soft Dash Range Rovers, and they're quite sought after now by Range Rover geeks. At the same time, they gave it one-touch electric windows, but if you put those one-touch windows that go up, you have to have a, a rollback device yeah. in case yeah. you know someone puts their hand in there. Yeah. So <laughs> the supplier was tasked with developing this and then sending the results to Land Rover. And Land Rover installed it in a car, and they rang the supplier and they went, well, this doesn't work at all. You put the window up, it gets the top of his travel, it drops straight down again automatically. That's no good. And the supplier's like, what are you talking about? That's impossible. I mean, we're working to an industry-leading three-millimetre tolerance here. I can't understand it. And the Land Rover guy went, ah, well, that's where you're going wrong, you see. We build the Range Rover to an eight-mil tolerance. (laughs) (laughs) So the doors, eight mils. I mean, no. The windows were too good for the car. Exactly. So the windows were going up. The whole fit and finish of the door is so wonky that the (laughs) glass is clattering into a bit of its own frame, and that's tripping Uh, the sensors. (laughs) 
<laughs> they had to wind them right back because of how badly made old Range Rovers were. But in doing so, gave the car a greater flexibility. Intermediate technology, I think they call it, don't they? When you have something that's not quite so critical, it becomes more versatile. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, yes, maybe. You can fix it with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, sir. How can I help you? It's about the car you sold me. There's something wrong with it. Oh, dear, sir. What seems to be the problem? It's the engine. Every time I start it, it moans about immigrants and says all unemployed people are lazy. Ah, now you see, sir, that's a design feature. Is it what? A design feature. You see, the engine is built to very specific intolerances. Intolerances? Yes, and that's what gives it ghastly opinions. Well, I don't like it. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but I did try to warn you at the time that you were buying a Ford Farage. Step Central! We've got a chance on speed! You know the way in which the Formula One season invariably starts rather like the end of the last season you know it's sort of pick up where we were before few changes but generally the trend is usually the same then over the first three four races the new pattern for the new season emerges i think perhaps over five races i think this episode of gareth jones on speed the first of series 11 carries on with a bit of the last episode of 2014 series i think we've got to dispense with that first Mm. and as you know the last episode was me driving from london to merseyside in a borrowed Nissan Leaf as an exercise. Can it be done? I felt it was a good idea to have an electric car in Liverpool because it probably wouldn't get nicked. Sorry, Liverpool, I didn't mean that. But <laughs> didn't mean that. So, as you know, I just about got to Liverpool. The car was great. The rapid charging network let me down. So I ended up on a flatbed truck, as you know, but eventually I arrived in Liverpool. Now, my time in Liverpool with the car was cool. It was great. I palled up with the Nissan dealership in town Mm. who were a mile or two perhaps from where we were doing the place. I was able to drive into town, leave the car on charge there all day at one of their points because I couldn't charge it at the flat where I was staying in Wallace and pick it up at the end of the day. It was brilliant. And then when I needed to charge at the other end, because I was staying on the Wirral, at Seacombe Ferry Terminal, they've installed, I think there were six electric car charging points there. So I could park my car there overnight, my car, the Leaf there overnight, and walk from Seacombe Ferry Terminal, the mile, back to my flat. So I got the recharging sorted out. In fact, even when we were rehearsing, we were in this dance hall in West Derby, and there was a furniture manufacturer also sharing this sort of yard, and they had a plug near a window, so I could park <laughs> it in the yard and charge it up all day. And they were, oh, yeah, just give us a five, mate, that'll be all right, you know. Generally, people were really helpful. He said he got an electric car. Oh, yeah, plug it in. Oh, that's great. You know, people were more than willing to help out. (laughs) And old people like electric cars. Every time I stopped in that leaf and got out, some old codger was going by. Is that one of them electric cars? Why well, was a Londoner? I don't know, but <laughs> older people seem to like the idea of an electric car. It's interesting, which yeah? is ironic because mm. you want a noisier car in order for it to be less likely that it will unexpectedly run them over. That is one of the downsides of. Well, I didn't kill anyone. As you get older and your hearing goes, surely you don't care how noisy a car is in terms of owning one. You wouldn't go, "Oh, I like a quiet car." You go, "Actually, do you know what? I'll have a BRM V16 yeah. now that my yeah. hearing's going, <laughs> and I won't even wear ear defenders while I'm." 
driving it. Yeah. yeah. Just about motorhead while I'm driving it. Yes. Yeah. The noise wasn't a problem. I didn't kill anyone in the car, I'm very pleased to say, or even run over anyone or injure anyone. So I got the recharging sorted out when I was in Liverpool. It was no problem at all. And at the end of the run, Violet and the kids came up to see the show, and then we took off to North Wales to go and do some family things over there. So I'll go in the electric car. This is where it got complicated. As far as I can tell, there are only two electric charging points in North Wales. There are only two plugs. What, like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've still got gas. I haven't got electricity yet in Everything just burned coal. And in order to get to where we were going, which was sort of Conway, we had to stay in a hotel on the way and blag the hotel to put a cable in through the window to their office so I could charge it up. And they were very helpful. They let us do it. Couldn't do it overnight because we couldn't leave a window open. It mm. would validate their insurance. Oh, yeah. When the office was staffed in the day, yeah. they were more than happy to help us charge. So we got this little extra bit of charge, which got us the distance from Liverpool all the way to northwest Wales to Conway, to stay in a hotel which had an electric charging point. This guy has got this little guest house and he's gearing it towards people who have electric cars so yeah we'll stay there for one night and we'll charge the car then the next night our friends who own a house 400 yards away from this place were coming to stay there so we could leave the hotel and go and stay with them but leave the car charging at the hotel which i did and then one morning staying at carol and steve's violet comes running into the bedroom about 8 15 in the morning she got up earlier than me gareth you need to wake up there's a bit of an emergency a bit, a of, bit an of an emergency. emergency. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone waking you up at eight fifteen? Yeah. Sorry, I, I assume that anything that happens at eight fifteen involves waking somebody up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Eight fifteen. Anyone say it's more than a bit of an emergency? Bit of an There's emergency. There's no bit of an emergency. No, when yeah. getting it's like being a bit pregnant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? Well, there's been an accident with the car. God no. So I jumped out of bed, got straight into my clothes, and walked up through the wind and the rain to this uh, wind and the hail to this guest house where we've been staying and where my car had been parked at one of the two electric charging points, right at the front of the hotel in this glorious hotel, this lovely drive. Because while it was still dark about an hour previous, a Bordrisev Conway, Conway District Council bin lorry had reversed into the Nissan Leaf oh. and smashed the rear window. What? bent the rear door moved the car about three foot forward mercifully it hadn't touched the wall but worst of all i had bent the c-pillar of the car which supports the boot put a crease in it at an angle of whatever that is so about about 90 degrees 100 degrees yeah and effectively written the car off because it would need a whole new side to the body wow apparently there was a man at the back of the vehicle calling it back come back come a back come back are they called banksmen is that what they call a man who stands behind a lorry and tells it to reverse i'm sure they're called a banksman well, in this, this case don't know why. in this case you'd call him something else i call him i call him something else because he allowed this so car what happened there yeah, i don't understand if there's a man they there. reversed into they weren't expecting this car to be in the electric car charging point because only one other electric car had ever been parked there oh, what? <laughs> they collect in the dark every morning and he was backing up backing up didn't look behind him but stop too late crunch wrote the car off Jeez. so idiot. i mean yeah i'm really. sorry what an idiot yeah an idiot how useless do you have to be yeah. to not negligence i think you uh, had one job to do so yeah, they yeah. then scarpered no fair play they spoke to the man in the hotel Hugh owned the hotel who came knocking on the windows to wake us up and tell us what was going on and they sent a supervisor up 
So I marched up there, upset that the car had been damaged, but yeah. had no idea how bad it was. Because you borrowed it from Nissan, and, it, yeah. and, and it's even, in a way, you know, it's worse, it's worse yeah, if yeah. somebody else's car yeah. in your care gets yeah. damaged than it's your own. Yeah, I really you felt get, the yeah, pain. I felt awesome. rotten about it. And I'd actually grown to love this car. I don't like the way the Nissan Leaf looks. I think it still looks stupid, quite frankly. Well, Conway Council yeah. tried to help you there. <laughs> by substantially <laughs> changing. Yeah. Even it's on Lexus Crease, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does look exciting. But I don't find its looks offensive. Maybe I'm skewed because I, I really love the way that the Zoe looks, and I'm mm. really starting to love the i3. And I didn't like that before, oh, yeah, but no, I do. And the Tesla's magnificent, so there are better looking electric cars. So yeah, there's this whole claim going in now between Nissan and Conway, which will settle that. The upshot of it was that I did travel back from North Wales to London electrically but on a train of course uh, mm-hmm. with Virgin Trains mm-hmm. I was going to come back in the car on my own send the kids back on the train with Violet because I knew it could take long on the way back it probably wouldn't because my research showed that there were good charging points all the way down so what have we learned from this the electric car is great Nissan Leaf really works well it's a very practical car if you can charge up at home if you've got a driveway and you've got a charging point at home and you don't do more than 90 miles every day have an electric car that kind of makes sense because the whole refinement and that sense of well-being that you get driving one does make you feel good i felt like i was in the future the thing about the infrastructure is i mean it seems to me that it's simply course the infrastructure isn't good enough right now to support Mm. really widespread adoption of electric cars but infrastructure can be built relatively quickly and easily it's, it's not, not tricky it's, it's with not electric cars no. to put charging points in no, electricity and is as the demand anyway, yeah. yeah and it's easy yeah. to move electricity around and as the demand grows the infrastructure is going to grow so yeah uh, it's, the cars it's are fine the infrastructure that supports it is not quite there in terms of the rapid charging at the moment here in london we've got charging points near the house in liverpool i could manage with a little bit of walking and that's part of the whole eco experience you might argue that's okay so it can be done but if you're relying on them to deliver a rapid charging and it will charge it up to 80 percent in 23 minutes oh this is a great analogy i was taught charging an electric car is like roadies packing a truck you can fill it up to 80 percent really quickly with the big PA cabinets and the larger items. It's that fiddly mm. other stuff that takes so much longer at the end. So rapid charging, the more you want to put in, the longer it's going to take. But you can get 80% in in 20 minutes, and then the next 20% is going to take another two hours. Mm. Is that because the electricity stops to smoke a joint and fart? I think. Is that just roadies? I don't <laughs> It goes for a shower yeah. halfway through. <laughs> Do roadies shower these days? Oh, yeah, every month, whether we need to or not. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Speaking as an extra-roadie. It was an extraordinary experience that sense of other cars suddenly being noisy that you get from prolonged use in electric car you then get back into a petrol car and you do hear the engine it does sound a bit sort of 20th century if i'm Mm. being honest about it you know i'm not saying that the electric car is the solution at the moment i'm very keen on hydrogen i love that hydrogen car that we drove yeah, but, but hydrogen is a way of storing energy. So I should it's have said battery cars rather than... Right, yeah, yeah. when you talk about hydrogen, are you talking about an internal combustion engine that's yeah. burning hydrogen, or are you yeah. talking about a hydrogen fuel cell car? If it's a hydrogen Pure fuel cell, cell car, yeah. then it's still an electric car. Yeah. It's just about how you're... You store the energy. Yeah, you're yeah. storing the energy as hydrogen rather than storing the energy yeah. as chemical potential energy in a battery although in a sense turning electricity into hydrogen to put it crudely that's storing it as a form of chemical potential energy lecture over 
Toyota are getting into hydrogen at the moment. Have you noticed? Oh, yeah. they, the single worst looking car possibly I've ever seen. <laughs> but they did a big giveaway. Have they, they've opened up massively access to their patents. Yes. 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 And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I applaud source. them for doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's applaud them for doing that. And that dreadful looking but technically very interesting car is coming to the UK in some way or other, yeah. I think. They'll bring a handful over and maybe just run them as demos or lease them to customers who will understand what's required. But it's all happening, isn't it? And that's, mm. that's another new development. Two things have occurred to me. First of all, I just realised, since we've said the word quite a lot, that if I went back to the 80s and was forming a band, which would obviously be some kind of synthesizer group, I think I might call it Infrastructure. Ah, yeah. Infrastructure, yes, I remember. Um, but when they signed to New Order's label... Uh, parallelogram records or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alvaro cool, Factory, a fact. Uh, it, 093 I think was uh, well, well we're on the subject of lecky cars because yeah. if you're in Liverpool it's a lecky car it's a lecky car yeah it is yeah did you read that press release from Kia this week about the do they call it the eSoul the Soul EV I think it's yeah, called the, yeah. yeah uh, which delivers 134 miles they reckon now yeah, yeah. that's handy that's useful I'm quite oh, worth a, worth a you liked your Soul you had one didn't you, you enjoyed I, it? I borrowed a normal diesel powered Soul I thought it was a perfectly good car I couldn't yeah. really find much wrong with it I mean it's just it's a car it wasn't the most exciting thing but I liked almost everything about it it went about its business in a perfectly acceptable way he says I'm damning I'm it with faint breath <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it it's good and you know it's got a big warranty and it's yeah. not very expensive relative to some other cars that are also sort of practical and family minded and I yeah. would recommend it to a friend if required mm. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, all yeah, I can say it, yeah. but you see that kind of car which becomes an appliance you don't even notice what it does. I've said this before in the programme. It's very appealing to a large number of car buyers. They could have mm. a, a hit on them again. Yeah, well, um, you know, I've got to tell you before this shows like, out you know, about the car that I think I've bought or am going to buy. Oh, yeah. Then you're going to tell us after this. I tell you, well, because there's two things. First of all, you mentioned 20th century, yeah. very 20th century. Hello. And uh, sort of analogue and cars that you wouldn't recommend to people who just want a car that goes about its business. It's the sort of opposite of that in, in many ways. He's bought a yes. Hillman Imp, hasn't he? Oh! <laughs> in a moment, we'll right now. OK, coming up later, one of the hot new bands for 1985, it's Trapezium. But first, some sad news from Parallelogram Records, and it concerns their new signing, Infrastructure. It seems lead singer Lecky Carr is in hospital after being body-slammed by the lead singer of Welsh-Arabic duo Diagram, Conway Bin Lorry. We don't really prepare for Gareth Jones on speed, but we did actually exchange a couple of emails in the last couple of days regarding this show. And Richard, your response to the email to what I was planning we might want to talk about was, yeah, I, I might want to talk about a new car that I may have bought slightly. How do you slightly buy a car? It's like slightly being pregnant again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of an emergency. Has a deposit gone down or is it still at the think well, thinking stage? a deposit... A handshake? No, it's been done over the phone thus far. Uh-oh. Card details have been given oh, hello. Okay. to a man who I'm hoping isn't a fraudster. He works for a big dealer group and he shouldn't be. All right. Money has not left my account yet. It's one of the reasons why I sort of think I've sort of bought this car, but... You may not legally own it. 
It's definitely don't legally own it because it hasn't been built yet. Oh, oh no, okay. And, and it's old and analog, you say, but is it a new oh. car? A new built yes. car? It's a new oh. built car. Yes. You haven't new done build. what Ian Callum's done, have you? What, and designed a load of really good looking Jaguars? No, not that. In my awesome. mind, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like, not, not that part. Like no, I Jaguar, haven't had like a Mark II know, made modern, no. Yeah. This yeah. is a brand new car, or it will be, I hope. Yeah, at the moment, it probably exists Did, merely so as metals in the ground. So you've given so what you've given somebody a specification for your ultimate car or you've got you know, no are there any escape pods machine no, guns, no, no. i've not been able to specify in fact it's a brand new car and yet i don't think i will ever be able to specify anything on it it comes as is what you get given is what you get this wow. sounds exciting what is it the one of the reasons I'm why I'm not entirely sure I have told them I want one yeah. and I've told them here's my card details if you want to take a deposit to hold my name on the list I think I find out tomorrow if that's definitely going to happen because they're not making that many what is it? and is that's it when they've made them that's it because this car is going out of production and it's been in production many many years okay so hold this on. is the end, end of, production of the of line car. yeah yeah okay. and that's why they're making last few oh. so it's not a mini moke because they've already no. done that several times well they keep coming back to life again yeah, don't they? so i wouldn't rule that out but no i yeah. haven't bought Are a they mini about to stop building let's think see uh, is it a jaguar is it a hindustan no. ambassador no <laughs> is it this was in the news last week go on it's killing me tell me i think I'm buying one of the last Land Rover Defenders. Ah. So, I don't know whether you saw last yeah. week, they announced the three special yes. editions that see out the end of that car. Yes. I didn't notice. And one is called the Adventure, and you can have it in bright orange, and it's got a snorkel and sump guardy stuff on it, and all yep. manner of off-roady, outdoorsy type stuff. It's not that one. Not that one. There's one called the Autobiography, which has two-tone Terrible. leather interior. I know they use it on Range Rover as well. It's a ghastly name, but it sort of means posh in Land Rover Ooh, world. Okay. So it's leather interior, all the trimmings on it. And they're only making 80 of those, and it's oh. 61 grand, which is preposterous. But they're only making 80. And I think people in London, I gather, well, they're assuming will buy it. It'll, be the, it'll be the one. ultimate shelter the track. The third track. limited edition, mm. and the one that to me is this, the cheapest and uh, to me the best as well, is called the Heritage Edition. And it's, it's back to basics yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Retro green. Clearly the right As you say, yeah. Clearly the right Steel choice. wheels, nice. a white roof, mm. a retro style grill with an old fashioned Land Rover badge on yes, it. Yes, with the ziggy zaggy. With the yeah. ziggy zaggy yeah. and one on the back. Yeah. The interior is like this sort of light coloured cloth because apparently that was this colour of the seats in the original pre production oh. Land Rover, the one they still have. Mm-hmm. And it's got some sort of weirdly nice little touches on it. Like, for no apparent reason, there is a little coloured band around the top of the gear lever that's yellow. And then on the lever for the transfer box, there's a red band, which isn't on any other Land Rover. It's just sort of like a little detailed touch, like having sort of nice stitching on the buttons of your suit. Does it also oh. have a man running in front with a red flag? It might do, yes, and a hand crank. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a, a modern car. It probably has. It did, <laughs> I don't it? know. Anyway, they're making 400 of these Heritage Editions. They announced it. Last Wednesday, that evening, I went to the glittering Hot Car Awards in London's West End. And I'd seen this and I'd gone, oh, God, I really like the look of that. But yeah. I just, pff, no. Don't you had a drink, just, you, Richard? Well, no, oh, I yeah. started, <laughs> got a bit drunk. <laughs> bought I the was, car. No, no, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't. I bought the car completely sober. Did you have a good time on the show? Yeah. Yeah. How are you? By the you way. You can't believe what I said. Yeah. Yeah. What's that park in the living room? I've got a piece of paper in my pocket. It says, you have bought Oh, no. No, I met... At that awards, four people who'd already put their name down for one of these cars. Um, and these are <laughs> journalists 
and PR people yeah, yeah, from yeah. other car companies. Oh, wow. And one person who worked for Jaguar Land Rover, but because they're only making a few of these and they're going to be mm. sought after, there's no favours, he had to ring his local dealer as well. Yeah. Mm. So I suddenly thought, oh my God, I'm so jealous now. But I thought, yeah. no, it's stupid. If you're gonna go so why it, am I going to buy yeah. one of these things? And then I was looking at it again online and sort of drooling a bit. And my wife went, what's that? And I said, it's this Land Rover thing. She went, oh my God, that's so cool. And I went, yeah. She went, how much is it? And I told her, and it was half what she thought it was, which is always a good oh, thing. Yeah, she's yeah. very good at estimating yeah. car yeah, prices. She is, she is. So she yeah, thought, you know, that looked good. like a really expensive car. And so I went, no, it's half that. And she went, oh, why don't we get one? Yes! That's well, that was all the encouragement I needed. Why yeah. you married Yeah, exactly. Good girl. So, um, good girl. I, know, I, was, I was actually quite shocked because I thought, I'll, I'll do a bit of a hard sell. I think I can win around. Didn't need to. Yeah. She was doing a number on me. Yeah. So the next morning... This is Friday morning. I rang my local Land Rover dealer, expecting them to say, oh, we've sold out. Hmm. And he went, no, well, we don't know how many we're going to be allocated. We've had three deposits. Ooh. So you'd be number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like should know it. next week, but you we're confident. You've bought an option, basically, haven't you? Yeah, I've bought an option. Yeah. Now, the logic here is because it is still quite a lot of money, which can we I'm going to worry much? about later. Well, I mean, uh, we, 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 we can like look it up anyway. 30 so. grand. Okay. But oh, yeah. my logic is this. <laughs> See, look, I'm, I'm now pretending that you are my oh, wife yeah, in well, the scenario are. where uh, she was really so keen, yes. But the thing is, I don't think it will lose money. And the other thing is, I think it might be one of those cars that I'll keep forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I'll get sure. really bored of the fact that it's actually extremely cramped and noisy and slow, and I'll just sell it after a month. But in that case, I hope I'll get my money back. No, well, I was just powerless to resist. Because yeah. I thought, you know, I didn't buy one of the last of the line minis and I hate Volkswagen Beetle, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have done that. But I feel like there's a little bit of history here and you just go, well, you know, even if I do just have it for a bit and then sell it, I, just, I feel like I just sort of should because I always like them and why not? And Good. even though we'll start... Fair play to yeah. Land Rover, who I think have looked at what Twisted were doing to their cars and said, oh, we can do that ourselves. We can mm. make our cars look a lot more desirable than yeah. they previously were. And I think that's smart because I really lost after Twisted Land Rovers. Like, of course, like all Land Rovers, but a Twisted Land Rover. Mm. Ooh. Have you and seen a picture of this car, by the way? Yes, I know. It's a grey-green, isn't it? Very pale. Uh, one of the things that worries me is I'm not sure what it looks like in real life because they, I think they've only built one to show <laughs> off. And, you know, these things and they drove it. Yet. Land Rover took these three cars. And look at that. Oh, lovely. Now, yeah. that's on... Is that's it in Benfech? It's in... Uh, it's on Red something, red Re- something bay. Re- where the first car was conceived. Yes, and they in, drew in this one yeah. kilometre wide replica yeah. of the sketch in the sand. You're right, it's a great... Just, just look at the wheels. You know we were talking about old-fashioned, retro, yeah. simple steel wheels. There they are, Yeah, yeah. yeah. see, again, yeah. Well, it's almost like they've been listening to this podcast and we were going, Steelies, we like more cars yeah, than Steelies, because yeah. most Land Rovers now, you have them on alloys, but that is proper old steel wheel yeah. and your retro badge on the grill and the number plate off the original pre-production car they still have is just a little oh, HUE one six six that famous seat. Yeah, yeah. I don't it, know. It's I just feel sometimes like I've had a rush of blood to the head because Good. I don't need that car Good. at all. There will have to be some reorganisation of the fleet to make room for it. But yeah. well, look, I tell you what, I don't know. I just thought, why not? You can park your Fiat five hundred in the back of that. Yeah. yeah, they're not that big though. I was walking I the dog this morning and I walked past because they did a heritage edition about fourteen, fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm in another sort of retro shade of green. There's a guy who lives near me who's got one. I walked past this morning. And those 90 short wheelbase Land Rovers, mm. they're very tall, but they're weirdly wee lengthwise. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. yeah, 90, yeah. 90 yeah, yeah. is short, aren't they? Well, yeah. 90 in short, short base, and there's not much 
large okay. overhang. So you basically yeah. it's a sort of ninety-two inch long car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. that's what I've done. I'll find out yeah, tomorrow. Do you know what the worst thing is? I think I was going. Well, do you know what? If they say, no, "I'm sorry, we haven't got any allocation. You can't have one," I'll probably be immensely gutted and then comb the country trying to find one, trying to find a build slot. Yeah. Whereas if they go, "Yeah, we've got one. It's coming in September, I think, which is when we'll get them." I'll probably have buyer's remorse and go, "Oh no, I don't want any more." Well, like I say, if you have to sell it immediately, you're almost bound to make money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's not really the object of the exercise because I just thought, but it's the man maths. The man math says, no, won't lose money on that. That's, That's correct. Yeah. I want to come to man maths on cars yes. in, in the next episode of Gareth Jones on Speed. But being as oh, this is the first one of the new year, have any of us made any car-based New Year's resolutions or revolutions, perhaps? Have you got a- Actually, I have. Well, the first one is I've got a bit of rust coming up on the car now, yeah. which I've known about for a while, but I figure it's time to get that sorted. So this year, sort the rust, get that welded, properly sorted. And also, I'm going to do a new playlist for the car every month. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Those yeah. are my resolutions. Yeah, Richard? Well, as it turns out, my resolution was to buy a stupid old Land Rover. <laughs> apart from that, no, I didn't really make any, but I was thinking about this. There's something else which I've been bugging myself about is that I think I've become a bit of a lazy driver. Oh. I think I drive one-handed a lot. Oh, yes. Bad habits, mm. and also, you know, used to heel and toe and things, mm-hmm. just because you can. Do now, touchless gear change. I mean, our, our Mercedes is an automatic. The Fiat is manual. If I get this Land Rover, I don't think it's really a heel and toe car, <laughs> because the pedals are all a foot apart. And I borrow a lot of cars through work, but often they're semi-automatic, the paddle shift or something like that. But when mm-hmm. I get in a manual car now, I just drive it, and I'm like, oh, just bang it down the box. And I thought, no, I'm going to try and be a tidier, more conscientious driver uh-huh. in a sort of technical way. Nice. I find I drive better after the Johnny Herbert karting challenge. When we go off and do Mm -hmm. a bit of track work, albeit in a kart... When I get in my car and drive around, my lines are much better around the mm. corners. I'm smoother. Yeah, so I get that. I You're not like that. my boss, Andy Wilman, the producer of Top Gear, who once took part in a banger race for a magazine story and then was leaving the track in his Volkswagen Corrado at the time. And someone sort of cut him up and he was about to slam into them because he'd forgotten <laughs> he wasn't banger racing anymore. I was going to say, the thing about my driving anytime I leave one of those karting events is I just get out onto the road and I'm grateful that nobody's running into me all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Just, uh, makes a pleasant change. Well, my resolution is it's a shocker. I think it's time to sell my Sora. I've flirted with the idea for the last three years and never managed to give it away. But I change. think the Sora's going to go. What's going to replace it? I have no idea. One day it could be a Renault Zoe, the next day it could be a Lynx Aventa, and it could be anything in between those two cars. Hey, Gareth, well, do you want to buy a slot sort of... on a Land Rover build list? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, sure. a million pounds. I like the way you think. So, you know, if you want to buy a Sora, first person to put 1,500 quid in my PayPal account, you can have it, mate. I'm kidding you not. Uh, first. Yes. Happy New Year. It's nice to be back. You've been listening to Zog. Goodbye. To Richard. Goodbye. And I was Gareth. See you for the next one soon. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! <laughs>